Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. I actually didn't have a title to this message, not, not in particular, but in my mind, I'm just thinking about Jesus as the boss. Jesus is the boss. <laughs> Jesus is the boss. The Bible tells us in John chapter 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And of course, that, that second verse is, is now verse 17 is so monumental because it says that for God did not send the son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that he, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. So Jesus came so that we would be made safe and sound. Yes. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to give us an invitation an invitation to be a child of the Most High God. So it's so wonderful to know that we don't have to earn that. He said, you just have to believe. You just have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And that should take all the pressure off of everyone. God's not telling you to fix yourself up. He said, listen, I've, I've done all the groundwork. I've done everything necessary for you to have uh, a life that's a, an abundant life. And we'll, we'll look at that. Let's look at uh, John chapter 10. I quoted that and we'll just read it. Um, and we'll look at it in uh, King James. That's the one we all, well, let's look at it in the Amplified. In the Amplified, John 10 and 10, it says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd risks and lays down his own life for the sheep. God said, I'm the good shepherd. I laid my life down for you. Yes. Glory to God. Let's look at um, Luke chapter 4 in verse 16 because, you know, Jesus, when he came, he came for a purpose. He came for a reason. He came um, because he had an assignment. And thank God he completed his assignment. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 16, reading this out of the Amplified, it says, So he came to Nazareth that Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and he entered the synagogue as was his custom on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, and there was handed to him the roll of the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened or unrolled the book and found the place where it was written. Jesus started talking about himself. He said, the spirit of the Lord is up on me. 
because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to an announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set forth a delivered and deliver those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. Jesus, I came for everybody. Everybody. He said, I came to proclaim the accepted and the acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. He said, I came to do you good and make you happy. Some people think Jesus came into the world to judge them, to criticize them, to figure out how he could punish them. But Jesus said, no, I came into the world so you will have life, have it more abundantly, feel to the full till it overflows. Jesus said, I came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He said, well, some free favors. Look at somebody say, you know you like free. He said, well, free favors. You don't have to earn these favors. You, he said, I came to give you some free stuff. Look at somebody say, free stuff. Free stuff. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. That he just, he's, he, because many people think that Jesus didn't come to do us good, but that God said, I so love the world. I didn't come to condemn any of you. I didn't come to, for you to live in condemnation. As a matter of fact, Paul says that when we come to know Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation. So you have to understand if you're feeling condemned and feeling a little bad about yourself, that's not God talking to you. That's not God at all because everything I see here says that God came to do you good. Look at somebody say, God came to do you good. Now, I didn't say that God came and that you weren't going to have any more challenges. I didn't say Jesus came, you weren't going to have any more challenges. Well, we live in this world, and there's some bad people in this world. Look at somebody say, some bad folks here. There's some bad people in this world, and they do some bad stuff, and they do evil things. But you know what? Jesus is so good. Can't nobody outsmart God. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to suffer some persecution. That means some stuff going to happen to you. He said, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. He says, I've deprived it of its ability to hurt you. So it may come and your feelings may get hurt. Look at somebody say, your feelings. Y'all know most of the time it's just your feelings. It's just your feelings that got hurt. They didn't do what I wanted to do. What's hurt? Your feelings. They said something I don't like. What's hurt? They didn't give me the promotion that I wanted. Oh, some of y'all ain't saying that. Y'all know it's you. You know it's all, you know it's all about me. I know that song says it's all about you, Jesus, but sometimes we, it's all about me. <laughs> so you're not really hurt. You're not really hurt. You, you, you saying you hurt because you couldn't have your way. Mm-hmm. I got a little granddaughter going through that now. I mean, everything hurts her. You know, everything, everybody's being mean to her. Finally, she's just, she said, Grandma, Mama was mean to me. I said, your mama was mean to you? How is your mama mean to you? She told me I couldn't. I said, oh, oh, so anybody who tells you you can't do something you want to do is mean. She said, yes. <laughs> 
And sometimes we're just like children because we can't have our way. Even if God may have a better way, only thing hurt is our feelings. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. But God is a good God because in Matthew chapter 11, this is what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 11, let's look at verse 29. This is what Jesus said. Look at somebody say, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said in the Amplified in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, he said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. Maybe we need to stop there. Learn of me. Not what you heard. Learn of me. Learn how I operate. Learn how I think. Learn why I came. Learn while I'm praying, why I'm praying for you. Learn about the love of God. Learn some stuff. He said, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart. You will find rest, relief, and ease and refreshment. And look at this. Jesus said, you're going to even find some recreation. And blessed quiet for your souls. He said, so your mind won't be all over the place. If you learn of me, if you learn about me, don't just get saved and don't learn anything about me. Learn about the one who delivered you. Learn about the one who died for you. Learn about the one who took all the stripes from you. He said, learn some stuff. Look at somebody say, learn. Because a lot of people are going by hearsay. I heard somebody say, or the preacher said, but you know what? The Bible is written in all kinds of languages all kinds of translations so that you can understand, so you can learn about the one who said, I died for you. So that you'll have some good information to know. Amen. He said, because I came so that you will have quietness in your soul. What he's talking about, he said, I came so you can have some peace. I came so you could, because stuff going to happen, but I want you to be at peace. I want you to be at rest. Even when the storm is going on, I want you to be at rest. Learning of Jesus means that you're not walking on the surface. It's just a surface of thing. I just got saved. I just came to church. I think it's over. He says, no. He said, if you will dig a little bit deeper and learn of me, he said, you'll find that it's not as bad as what you think. How many of you know sometimes when you see water just ruffling on the top, it's just a big old, if you go down deep, you'll find that it's calm. It's just ruffling on the top. It's just a, a big old thing happening at the top. But when you go down deep, it's calmer. Oh, man. Even when you fly, some of you pay attention to the pilot, some of you don't. But they'll tell you it may be a little rough, but as we climb higher, the air is going to smooth out and it's going to be smooth flying. That climbing high in the Word of God is learning. Learning who Jesus is. Learning who your Savior is. Learning how he thinks. Learning what he's promised you. Learning. Look at somebody say, learn. Learn. Glory to God. He said, learn some things. Then in verse 30, he says, for my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to be borne. How many of you, when you grew up in church, people said, this is just my burden to bear, and you thought they was carrying a load of bricks that, that nobody could lift off of? I mean, how many of you, it's just my burden to bear? I'm t- I was like, 
okay, I want to be safe. I don't want to go to hell, but dog, this going to be hard. I mean, because that's what they said. It's just your burden. This my burden to bear. Let me see. Wait a minute. My yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing. But listen to what Jesus said. It's comfortable. Look at somebody say, again, with Jesus, it's supposed to be comfortable. Mm, some of y'all don't believe that. Learn. Look at somebody say, learn. He said it's supposed to be comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. Jesus said things are pleasant. Jesus said, unpleasant. Glory to God. He said, my burden is light and easy to be born. He said, that's what a life with Jesus Christ is all about. Oh, God is so good, so good, so good, so good. That's what he says. And listen, as they were singing, or we were singing and celebrating concerning how wonderful, how great God is. He tells us that we don't have to walk in fear. So this is a verse that came to my mind, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. This is what Jesus said he's done for us. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15. He said, God disarmed the principalities and powers that were arranged against us. See, there's a, there's a force that's against us. The devil don't like you. He don't like you at all. One of the reasons Satan don't like you is because God loves you and God gave you a pass. He don't like you. See, we like to talk about God and say, you know, God's responsible for all this stuff. No, 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 no. There is something called the devil. And he don't like what God loves. So he tries to hurt, harm, whatever he can do against you. And you got to realize that. But you don't have to walk in fear because this is what happened. God disarmed the principalities, powers that were arranged against us and made a bold display and public example of, him, of them in triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. What he's talking about. He said when Jesus got up, he won the victory over all the stuff that has been arranged against you. All the evil things, all the bad things. He said that Jesus, he said Jesus, he took care of all of it. So in saying that, he said, yes, stuff is going to happen. He said, but understand, I have a good outcome for you. He said, I have a good outcome with you. He said, just trust me. It's all going to work out to your good. Oh, I love Romans chapter 8. He says, all things are working together for my good. All things are working. When, when I'm faced with something that looks like it's going crazy, I tell myself and I say it out loud, all things are working together for my good. He didn't say I had to like them because there's some stuff I don't like. But he said, all things are working together for my good. And I always tell myself, this is going to change. This is subject to change. Y'all know how stuff is subject to change. This is subject to change. Why? Because Jesus has already won my victory over all of this. He has already done that for me. Oh, God is such a good God. Let's go to, oh gosh, so many, so many good things. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, 
And let's look at uh, verse 16. Verse 16, and let's look at the King James. It says, for by him, for by him, by Jesus, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. He said, everything you see and everything you don't see, I created it. Everything you see and you don't see, I created it all. And he said, I did it for myself. Let me read this out of the Amplified. Maybe it'll make it louder for you. He says, for it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities, all things were created and exist from him by his service, intervention, and in and for him. He said, everything was created for me. I created absolutely everything. And some of you may remember, he said, I own a cattle of a thousand hills. I own everything. He said, it's, it's mine. I have lent it to you for a while, but it's still mine. Amen. Jesus is going to have the last word. Look at somebody say, Jesus is going to have the last word. <laughs> oh, yes, he is going to have the last word. <laughs> Amen. Let's look at um, John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Verse 29. John chapter 1, verse 29. This is uh, John's account as he sees Jesus. It says on verse, in verse 29, the next day John saw Jesus coming to him and said, look. He's talking to the people around him. He said, look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He said, here, here, here comes the promise. Here comes the one that we've been, been reading about. Here comes the one that we've been looking for. Here comes the Messiah. Here comes the one who's going to take away the sins of the world. And what he's, what Paul is, what Paul, not Paul, but what John is talking about, he's saying that we, without Jesus, without God, it's impossible for us to be perfect and right before him. He said, it's impossible. And so John, he's telling them, he says, you know, because people were looking at John, he's baptizing people in the water, and they were like, you know, are you the one, John? He's like, no, I'm not the one. But then one day he sees him, he says, look, there he is. That's the one who came to take care of all of our sins, the one who's going to, to, to intervene for us, the one who's going to step in, the one who's going to die for us, the one who's going to be crucified. They didn't realize all this was happening, but the one who's going to die and make us right with God, there he is. Could you imagine? Because they've been waiting on him for years and years and years and years to the point they were saying, I wonder what generation 
is going to get the privilege of living a life where they don't have to worry about their sin. What group of people are going to be forgiven of their sins and they can just live life and they can approach God because before then they had to use a priest had to go before God. You know, we're in this church now, but you know, you can talk to God anytime, anywhere. But beforehand, no, you had to bring something. You had to bring a lamb, a dove, some wheat, some grain, something. And then when you took it, somebody else took it. And then they entered in to talk to God. But if they weren't right, they died. So I guess your request... I mean, you had to wait a whole nother year for another priest to get together before you could hear from God again. Could you imagine not being able to talk to God and Jesus anytime? But you had to wait, get in a long line, among lines. He says, no, he said, here he comes the one who takes away the sin. We don't have to bring no stuff anymore. We, 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 won't, have to, we won't be under the law anymore. We won't be trying to do right and, and scared we're going to do wrong. Because, you know, Paul, not Paul, but John shows up and he tells people, he says, he says, you know, repent and be baptized. They were like, repent? Come on, John, you want us to admit we sin? You know what God did with people who sin? And if he don't know, I ain't telling. <laughs> But when Jesus came, he abolished all of that. Look at somebody say, he abolished all that. He did, he did, he abolished all that. He said, he said, all you have to do is believe. You don't have to keep the Ten Commandments and then the other commandments that they made when you couldn't keep the Ten Commandments that they added some other. Y'all didn't realize that, right? We think it's just ten. No. It was 10, but they knew they couldn't keep the 10, so they made some other ones so that in case you miss one of the 10, then you could do something else to make up for the one that you missed. But just in case you messed that up, it was some more that they added to that. So it turned out to be like 611. <laughs> Aren't you glad that the only thing you got to do is believe? Only thing I do have to do is believe. I can talk to God for myself. God is not mad at me. God is not irritated with me. God loves me because the Bible says, for God so loved the world. He didn't say, for God so loved Christians. He says, for God so loved the world. And he said, I came here not to punish you, but I came here to offer you a better life. Look at somebody say, a better life. I came to offer you some free stuff. Because you could never earn it on your Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, it's a celebration. It's an awesome celebration. And we're going to read that as a matter of fact in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. You know, and this, this free stuff we keep talking about, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. The grace of God just means favor. It means unmerited favor. It means something you have not earned. That's what favor means. That's what grace means. And we're going to read it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 in the Amplified. It says, for it was by free grace. God's unmerited favor that you are saved. 
delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. He said, it's through your faith. It's what you believe that gets you saved. Not what you do that gets you saved. It's what you believe that gets you saved. Look at somebody say, what do you believe? It's what you believe. That th that's what gets you saved. Hallelujah. He says, for it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor that you are saved, delivered from judgment, made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your striving, but it is the gift of God. It's the gift. God said, this is my gift to you. I love you so much, I don't want anybody dying and going to hell. So I made it easy for everybody. All you have to do is believe. Somebody say, believe. believe. All you have to do is believe what Jesus did for you on the cross. All you have to do is believe that God loves you. He said, the only thing you need to do is invite him into your heart. He said, and then you in good with me. You in good with me. He said, but then you need to learn some stuff. Don't just get, don't just, don't just get your fire insurance taken care of. Y'all know what I mean by that? Hell, just don't get, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> Y'all didn't get it, Lord have mercy. Fire insurance, you're not going to hell and burning up, okay? Y'all with me now? Don't just get the insurance, <laughs> but use the benefits. Use the benefits. He said, you need to learn some stuff. Learn that I'm a good God. Learn that I love you. Learn that I'm working for you. Learn that I, I want to give you peace that surpasses all understanding. So when you're in a place of turmoil, he said, you can be at rest and nobody know why you acting like you don't care. But you know why? Because I don't care. Because God said working together for my good. God said, I can have whatever I say. So I watch the stuff that come out of mine. I don't keep going around saying it's flu season. I always get the flu. Why would you do that? God said, you can have whatever you and you just keep saying it. That's why you keep. That's right. Amen, amen, amen. God says that he's given us power over all the power of the enemy. Look at somebody said, learn some stuff. You know, that's why we call this Revealing Truth Ministries. Because we want to reveal the truth to you. Because the Bible says it's the truth that makes you free. I'm so happy that he said make you. When you open up your eyes and you hear the word, you can't help but see. He said the truth, only the truth about me will make you free. Not lies. Not stuff people made up because it sounds good. Not good, those, those little cliches. They say, you need to go look in your Bible and say, is that what it says? Did God say he's going to get me if I do wrong? No, I don't think that's in here. Hmm. 
I think he said that he's forgiven me of sin, past, present, and future. Hmm. That's a gift from God. Oh, we have got to see. There's so many things in this word that if you don't learn them, guess what? You can't have them. How many of you know if you go work a job and they tell you you have benefits and you never open the book to see what benefits you have, you'll keep paying to have your teeth fixed and you got the benefit. You'll keep, you'll keep saying, oh, man, I, I can't go to the emergency room because I don't have the money to go to the emergency room when you looked in your benefits and they may have said it was free. But you don't know that. Why? Because you just got the job and you didn't bother to look at your benefits. Let me tell you something. You better get in this book and look what your benefits are. Hallelujah. Woo, God is so good. Look at your benefits. See what God is saying. And I don't know if everybody here, member Revealing Truth Ministries, but you need to get in a good church where they open the book and tell you what it says. And understand what it says. Jesus said, I came to make your burdens light. So if you somewhere where it's making you heavy, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I wanted to try to keep all this so light today because it's such a wonderful day of celebrating the victory that Jesus has won for us and understand it's a victory that he won for us. It's a victory that he won for us. It's not a punishment. It's not penalty, but it's a victory that he won for us. Jesus wants us to live the life. He did all that dying and suffering. He didn't do it so you could suffer. He didn't do that. But you got to learn. You got to learn. Look at somebody again and say, learn. People think it's just coming to church. No, it, you need to learn something. You need to learn how to walk in victory. You need, need to learn how to live in peace that surpasses all understanding. You need to learn that you don't have to take everything that comes your way. You need to learn that God has favored you and that he will cause people to change their minds and their hearts concerned. You need to learn that you don't have to accept what the world accepts. You have to learn that Jesus wants you to be healed and how to confess your healing and how he said, by my stripes, you were healed. You need to learn this stuff. These are not cute cliches. This is something Jesus died a real death for you to have. And you need to learn this stuff. You need to be acquainted with this stuff. You need to know that God loves you with an everlasting love. You need to know that his love, it goes beyond people love. You need to understand it's an unconditional love that he has towards you. And he wants to do you good. God wants you to live a good life. He didn't say you would live it without challenges, but he said, I'll help you in your challenges. Don't you understand? I'm there to give you the wisdom you need for every occasion. You just need to learn who I am. Have a relationship with me for real. God wants to have a relationship with you. 
He want to have a relationship with you. He don't want you memorizing stuff. He said, have a relationship with me. I want one with you so we can walk through this together. And he said, everything that I began in you, I'll continue to the day of Christ. I'm all the while at work in you. He said, if you don't understand something, I'm going to help you to understand if you'll just come to me. 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 Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus is so good. And God is so for us. You just got to remember. Look at somebody say, remember. Just remember. But you can't remember what you don't know. You can't remember what you don't know. Hallelujah. So you have to get a place where people going to teach you. Going to teach you to know the word. Rightly divide the word of truth. Rightly divide it. Rightly divide it. Rightly divided. And I keep saying rightly divided because there's a difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's a difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And you got to know we're not, we're not even Jewish people. Why are we trying to live like Jewish people? All over in the Old Testament. Talk, you ain't no Jew. Look at somebody say, you're not a Jew. It wasn't written for you. It wasn't written for you. It's for our learning, but it wasn't written to you. New covenant. Look at somebody said new. New covenant. And the new covenant, my yoke is easy. My burdens are light. I came to give you some refreshment. I came to give you some ease. <laughs> that's what I. That's what Jesus said. I came to do. Now, if you want to get all over there and be burdened down and weighed down and trying to keep them 611. See, some of y'all didn't even know it was 611. Y'all thought it was just 10. And you can't even keep the 10. Just be your head. Calm down, Deborah. Calm down. There will be another church day. There's another one coming up on Wednesday and another one on Sunday. Look at somebody say, you need to learn some stuff. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some praise. He's a good God. Hallelujah. He's a real, real, real good God. And he is no respecter of persons. All the promises are for the body of Christ. All of them. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, for this awesome time to come together to celebrate what you did, to celebrate the fact that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus Christ, to celebrate the fact that he rose. And because he got up, Lord God, that we are now have, we now have the awesome, oh gosh, privilege of being your sons and your daughters. We have the awesome privilege, Lord God, of experiencing this unconditional love that you have towards us. I thank you, Father God, that as we go to our various places today, that we will not forget 
that you loved us so much. If we can't remember anything else, that you loved us, that you love us, Lord God, and you we on your heart and you're and Jesus that you're praying for us right now. I thank you, Lord God, that we will take the initiative to hear your word, to learn who you really are, to have an honest relationship with you so that we can experience this grace that you have offered to everybody, offered to everybody. And Father, we give you the praise and the honor for it in the name of Jesus, amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.